You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Swipe East, Swipe West, the podcast focusing on dating and cultural differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West. I hope everyone had a fantastic week and is quite literally getting ready to stuff their faces for Turkey Day this weekend. And I hope that you enjoy this episode potentially while you are driving to wherever you are going this holiday week. But before we dive into the episode, I finally also I'm loving that I actually have some updates now that I'm like getting back into life again. I feel like a normal person, but have some updates Um, So this weekend saw Two Feet, the musician, the band, and went to downtown LA to this venue called The Novo, which actually reminds me a lot of this venue called Union Transfer in Philly. It's like probably uh, midsize, I would say. I wouldn't call it small, but like more intimate. And he was absolutely amazing. He's like R&B, electronic, awesome light show. I probably fell in love with him like a hundred times and may or may not have stalked for two hours if he had a girlfriend. And then was very sad um, when my love affair ended after a few hours and found out that uh, he potentially has a partner. So that happened. And I also found out how small LA actually is when my friend messaged me that um, she dated one of his dancers that I took a video of dancing to one of his famous songs, Go Fuck Yourself. So LA is definitely becoming way smaller um, than it was when I first moved here over two years ago. So that was pretty funny. I just, I love musicians, but um, yeah, that was interesting. And then the rest of the weekend was pretty tame. However, my Monday night of this week was not so tame. It was definitely one of those nights where you think it's going to be chill and it's not. Went up to Beverly Hills, this place called Wally's, um, which I had never been to before, but heard about to celebrate our friend's birthday. And we went in even for a Monday. I thought it was pretty busy. Um, my friend that I was with, who she lives around the corner and goes a lot on the weekend, said it was kind of dead. But regardless, went, had a great time. Very interesting mix of clientele. Like I felt like I saw people dressed down there, but then there was also people that literally looked like they had the the pillow face filter on their face, but it was real life. And again, like that's what you want to do. That's great. But I definitely felt like I was in LA when I was there. So after that is when things got a little spicy. So my friend was like talking to this guy um, on The Bachelorette and they'd been talking like before the show. And anyways, he was in town and on this rooftop bar. So we went over to meet up with him and he was with all these other guys from The Bachelorette, like the reality TV show. And we walked in and again, it's a Monday. So like the bar is not popping. Like they're not like, I think like this group of men, like aside from a couple other people here and there, ourselves included, like was the bar at this point. And it was just so interesting because I don't watch that show anymore. I did like back in the day, but I just, it's not it's not for me. So anyways, like, I don't know who any of these people are like at all. I could never not pick them out of a crowd. So my friend like goes talk to her, her guy. And, you know, he's trying to like make it a little less like awkward and introduce me and like the, you know, the other people we were with, we were with a couple more people. And it was just like nonstop. Like I was on the bachelor. I was on the bachelor. We were on the bachelor. I was like, cool. 
great. That's awesome. Is that your personality trait? Like (laughs) that and that all of you are like seven feet tall. Like, I mean, cool. I mean, I'm sure some people like that, but I know like, no thanks. (laughs) And like, I was trying to talk to some people just to like make conversations. So I wasn't standing awkwardly in the corner, like staring at this group of men and my friend, like chatting someone up that she clearly didn't need to be wing womaned with. And Most of them just were not having it. I mean, granted, some of them were like just growing out, you know, fine. And others were just like, don't talk to me without saying that explicitly, just the vibe I picked up. So I was like, all right. And then one guy, he really just, you know, blew me away with this line when he introduced himself and he said his name was Romeo, like Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) Like I've never heard of, um, never heard of that in my life. So that was, yep, that was great. And yeah, that's, I think, um, my first encounter with people from that show. And so, yeah, that was my Monday evening. It was unexpected. I am very tired right now, but finishing up this podcast, get it out on time. And yeah, those are my updates, but diving into the podcast. So last week we had Mike Stone from the Tall Mike Wine podcast on, um, again, more so looking at generational differences, taking us back through time about how dating has evolved from the 80s through today, especially with the rise of technology. Um, he was living in the Pacific Northwest and had like a bit of a small town mentality too. So how that played into his approach to dating as well. And today we're continuing even further out West and exploring Hawaii and specifically looking at the island of Oahu. Two friends that I have on this episode, they're both named Denise. You'll hear one um, called Chicago a lot because she's from the greater Chicago area. One, New York. Um, She's from New York City. They both lived and met there as transplants on Oahu in Honolulu for a few years. So um, definitely have a lot of great stories and insight. I think this is definitely an insightful episode about the island and how that changed them. And it's also a very wild episode and made me realize that I'm a prude, um, which I didn't realize. But yeah, I met uh, Chicago in LA through Bumble BFF. And then we also were in the same meetup group, so definitely had some things in common. And then she had met New York in Hawaii, so connected us there um, when New York was living in L.A. New York now lives in the Pacific Northwest. Chicago's still down in L.A. And they both work in healthcare industries. Um, New York is a sonographer and Chicago does um, works in hospitals. So, yeah, I'm excited to have them on and sharing some of their stories. I definitely encourage you to listen to the end. Um, I was pissing myself laughing and that that word choice is used on purpose. So buckle up and um, let's dive in. So New York and Chicago, thank you for joining me on this Sunday morning. How are you both doing? Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, super excited to be here, Ashley. I know. I'm stoked to have you both on the show. How how was your weekend, I guess? I know, um, Chicago, you're going to a Rams game later, right? Potentially, potentially. I uh, I was in a charity kickball tournament on Thursday. For everyone who doesn't know me, I was in the Navy, so it was for a great organization, Merging Vets and Players. So the Rams donated some tickets, so I might be going to that later. Um, but it was super cool to play kickball at SoFi Stadium on the field warming the bench where many, you know, great NFL players have gotten to play and sit as well. So super cool. I know. That's awesome. I saw those pictures. That's like, I feel like a once in a lifetime type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All I could really think about was, I wonder how many of the guys here are really just, you know, 
living their childhood dreams when they thought they were going to play in the NFL. Um, but instead, they're, you know, playing kickball on the, on the turf instead, but still super cool experience. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And New York, how about you? I saw some Instagram photos. You went hiking. I know you're also currently sitting in the dark. <laughs> Did a little hiking Friday since I'm currently living in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we have very small windows of hiking weather. So we're getting to like the last probably two weekends where we can actually like get out into the mountains because after this, I think um, the snow is really going to be bad. So it's like impossible to get up into higher elevation areas. So yeah, Friday was a, a beautiful day. We had a really nice time in the mountains. So just taking advantage of the last few weekends that we are able to do that. And today I'm in the dark because I maybe had too many drinks last night. So I'm currently doing this just sitting on the couch in the dark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was me yesterday. I had one too many on Friday. I was like on my couch. It did not move except to get Thai food. So <laughs> Yeah, very difficult. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, know, I appreciate coming on to talk even in that. So I've been looking forward to this. Well, I'm so I'm glad excited to have you both on because I know New York, you're in the Pacific Northwest, um, Chicago, you're in the LA area, but um, through both of your different industries, you've been traveling around in, in various different cities, but you both met and lived in Hawaii for a while. And with that, I know got to experience, you know, that culture and, and dating there as well. I've been to Hawaii a couple of times, but definitely, I feel like it's definitely different living there, you know, for a few years than going on vacation. So I'm interested to hear about that. Um, and I guess just to kick it off, like what island were you on? I know there's a bunch of different islands and on those respective islands are even different from one another. So where, where did you guys, where were you? How'd you meet? Yeah. So we met um, living in Honolulu, which is on the island of Oahu. I moved there in August 2015, um, super outgoing, started a meetup group to meet other girls who were single in their 20s and 30s. New York found my group and mm -hmm. came to one of my hikes. Both of us being from the East Coast and the Midwest, having pretty outgoing and straightforward personalities, just, you know, hit it off right away. Yeah, I moved there in December of 2015. So I got there a little bit later than Chicago did. So I was there at the end of the year. And then I think like I was only there maybe a month and I met Chicago. So we met actually really quickly after I moved there and we both lived there for three years. So it was a really good experience for me that I met her right away. Yeah. And I guess taking a look at how you guys met. So through a meetup group, did you find that it was kind of hard to meet people and, you know, find, you know, valuable friendships and that's why you went to the meetup group or was that just something you were interested in doing or kind of what brought you to do that? Yeah, for me. So I think already a lot of like dating was occurring online organically. So I was like, why can't you use online platforms to make friends as well? Um, I had done meetup when I moved back to Chicago after I went to college in central Pennsylvania. I had met girls when I lived in Pittsburgh through meetup who two of them are still, you know, my best friends. I officiated one girl's wedding and was the maid of honor and another girl's marriage. And, you know, so to me, it's, it was just a great tool to meet people. I've met some quality people that way. Um, and especially for me, the what I do in healthcare, it's usually a lot of older people, married people, men. So it's really usually hard for me to meet other women in my industry that are around my age and like to do the things I do. So that's really why I started the group. I wanted to, you know, go do certain things that I wanted to do. And I was like, I'll set up these events. If people come great, if not, I'm still doing something I want to do. So 
you know, really no loss off my back. But yeah, it was a great way to meet, you know, some really great people, especially like New York. I mean, we've been friends now, yeah, for like six years. Yeah, so it's been a while. Yeah. I've actually never used Meetup until I moved to Oahu. But I was also like, I was born and raised on the East Coast. So I had never lived anywhere else. So when I moved to Oahu, I really didn't know how to make friends, right? Because like you live in the same place for so long, you have your friends, then you meet, you know, you make other friends through friends or through work. And then when I went to Oahu, I started using like Bumble BFF as a platform and then Meetup as a platform, which actually was a great platform because I met Chicago and I met a bunch of other people too. So yeah, I'm I'm all for um, those kinds of things to make friends because sometimes it can be difficult moving to a new place and just kind of meeting people randomly, right? It just doesn't happen that often. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's interesting because also I'm from the East Coast. um, But when I lived in Philly, I found it a lot easier for me to make friends. But then when I moved to LA, I had a very different experience. And I know, I know New York, you lived in LA for a period of time as well. um, And Chicago, you're currently here, but I did pretty much only meet, aside from, you know, one or two people, my, my close friends, like through Bumble, BFF and meetup groups like Chicago, and I met through Bumble BFF. And then through there, that's how I met you, New York. So um, yeah. That's why I was interested to hear like what drove you to that in, in Hawaii as well. Yeah, I think it's definitely, I mean, being from Chicago or, you know, I lived in Virginia. I spent a lot of time on the East Coast too, in Pennsylvania. And I think, I mean, people in Hawaii, they they definitely have that aloha spirit and there's friendliness in, in that kind of sense. But I think it's a little harder to break into somebody's family, into their ohana sometimes, into their friend group, you know, depending on who it is. Yeah, people can be weary of outsiders, so... Um, it was definitely a good way to connect to with um, other transplants who were going through, you know, the same human experience that you were. That makes a lot of sense. And then did you ever like meet people from other islands as well? Or did you really focus in and kind of stay within your network on the island? And I guess from that, I mean, like taking a step further into dating. I always forgot how small some of the islands were and how close they were together. So when I was in, I went um, and lived in Maui for a month, um, a year ago during all the really bad California fires. And I was on like Bumble and Hinge and my radius was like maybe 20 miles. And I was matching with all these people from Maui on um, Oahu. And they were like, as soon as they saw that I was on Maui, they were like, why are you matching with me? Like, why is your radius so big? But then coming from LA, I was laughing because like, that's not big of a radius, you know? So did you have a similar experience, I guess, with dating and friendships, like staying really like within your island and not island hopping, I guess, for lack of a better term and and things like that? Yeah, I would say at least for me, I didn't do any island hopping as far as dating. I mean, when so we would travel together um, with a couple of friends to other islands here and there. And, you know, we'd meet people that way. And I would say more like kind of friendships or acquaintanceships. But yeah, as far as dating, I was pretty acutely aware of, you know, my location, because just like LA, there's really bad traffic in Hawaii, awful. Like, if I'm living on the east side or in Honolulu, I don't want to go over to the west side <laughs> and and have to deal with that traffic. Even the people who lived over by like, Waipahu and the military base. I'm like, no, this is too far for me. I briefly did date a guy who lived there. And I was like, you can either move to the city or this isn't going to work because, you know, it's kind of similar in that sense to LA. I mean, traffic is a pain in the butt. There's lousy public transportation. I do have a friend. He's currently dating a girl who's on Maui. He's on Oahu, but 
he's a local, right? So for him, maybe taking that 45 minute flight isn't a big deal, you know, if he's been searching something um, for something his whole life. Um, but for me, I was just like, no, not worth my time to, to look across the water, even though it is only like 12 miles away on a clear day, you can see Maui from Oahu. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever... Yeah, I never, I never dated anyone on a different island ever. It's, it, I mean, like Chicago said, I mean, traffic is really tough on the island. So like the idea of like dating someone on the North Shore and living in Honolulu, I would never because I mean, it could take you two hours to get to the North Shore, like on a regular day, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's the weekend, the week, all the time, there's always traffic. So for me, I always liked the convenience of having someone in town. It just was easier. It was more convenient. And like, I guess maybe if I had settled on Oahu and, you know, really made it my home and said, oh, you know what, I need to find someone here for long term purposes, then maybe I would have, you know, adjusted my radius and said, oh, I don't mind looking outside of my box. But I was never there long enough to feel that way. And like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine dating someone on a different island and then flying there on the weekends. Oh my gosh. But I know, like I had coworkers who were from Maui or from Big Island and they, their, you know, significant others lived on those islands and they made it work. You know, they would visit each other. They would come to Oahu. They would go back to Big Island because, you know, a lot of people move to Oahu because that's where everything is you know, that's where all the jobs are. So for them, I mean, they came to Oahu to make something of themselves or find a career. And, you know, on Big Island, I mean, there's less opportunities, I think, there. So a lot of times, you know, they, they come to the island and then that person on Big Island that they're dating, they're like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm not trying to move to Oahu because Oahu is like a city and they want to stay on their island. So, you know, locals tend to make that work quite often, actually, where they live on separate islands. I can see that. And that makes sense also about the traffic because I am remembering as you guys are talking, even driving around on Maui, the speed limits were very, very low. And there wasn't a lot of like roads, I guess, connecting roads. Like it'd be like one road with like, I can't exactly remember, but let's say like a 30 mile power speed limit. And that's like the only road to get you from point A to point B. So I could see, um, like, I feel like there wasn't a ton of traffic in Maui. Again, this is during COVID, but so there wasn't as much tourism, but I can see how maybe on a more populated island, um, mm. you know, like Oahu, where that would become a problem when you add in those additional factors and how that could play into effect with dating and that people might look elsewhere if they're not finding their match and, you know, be willing to do that. Because I know in Hawaii, like it is a lot of tourism and people coming in and out. So it probably is also harder to find significant other with, with that as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the tourism definitely makes it challenging. I mean, there were, I think, two people I, I dated that I had met that were visiting the island. And it was just the, the quality and caliber of people that they were or that I thought they were, let's be honest, um, you know, that made me want to pursue like a long distance relationship like that. There was one guy, um, he was a he's an Air Force pilot or was an Air Force pilot, um, but he was stationed in Mississippi. And hell no, I'm not going to go to Mississippi. But, you know, we'd meet in Las Vegas, which is, by the way, the ninth island for people who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Hawaii has a lot of uh, mystery there. But so we'd meet in we'd meet in Vegas because it was just a cheap, fun place to meet. But I mean, tourists definitely make it hard. You might really connect with somebody. Um, before I moved there, I, I met a guy actually that I really connected when I was on vacation. 
Um, when I moved there, I actually stayed with him for two weeks um, while I was looking for a place to live. Um, we really connected. He actually had a girlfriend, though, that I didn't know about. So that's why it didn't work out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it sucks sometimes because you'll match with somebody. They might be everything you are looking for. And you'll go on a date with them. And they might not say that they don't live there. And then you're on a date and they're like, yeah, I'm just visiting or I'm just here temporarily for work. And you're just like, well, that fucking sucks. And it's not even just, you know, the tourists. I think New York could attest to this too but with the military and just a lot of people coming there you know chasing after something it's just a super transient yeah very much so i mean people are coming and going constantly i mean military is only there for so long for their assignment and at that point when you're dating someone in the military you know which which i did towards the end of my time there and you have to really make that decision of like am i gonna leave my life and join this person's life because that's what you have to do right because they're leaving for another assignment. I mean, there's no option. You have to go if you want to stay with them. Like, it's difficult to make something work. Like, if they leave and they move to wherever, Georgia, you know, and you're living on Oahu, I mean, that's just not going to work. You know, I mean, it's, it would be different if you had been with them prior, you know, and had gone on assignments with them and you guys did a long distance thing. But when you meet a guy in the military, and you start dating, there's no way that they're going to be able to handle long distance relationships. I mean, they're moving and there's only going to be so long. I mean, I hate to say this, but men are men, right? Like they're only going to wait so long, you know, for you to come visit them. And then they're going to go searching elsewhere. That's just the way that it works. But not that women don't do that too. They do. We all have needs, but if you want to make something work genuinely, you have to move with them. So it's like, do I want to give up my life? And then make theirs mine because that's what you're doing right so it, it's tough because you either have that option you know or you're meeting tourists and people that are only there for work for three months and they're leaving or people think they want to stay there forever and then they move and it's very like like chicago said extremely transient people come and go so often it's hard to really form that type of connection so it's great for fun purposes you know yeah but Long term, maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Neverland. <laughs> definitely Neverland for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I think part of you know, like the motivator to want to date or even consider dating people in the military or some of the people who would would visit is there's just not a whole lot of like good job opportunities and career opportunities in Hawaii unless people work in the tourist right. service industry. And for me, like I know me, all my girlfriends, we had like really we had great careers. You know, we were all very career oriented. Um, not to knock people who aren't like, I think it would be awesome to just like surf all day, like, you know, just hang out. But I was looking for somebody who wanted to match my level of ambition. And it would usually be military or or tourists. I out of all the friends I had, I probably only had maybe 5% of my guy friends who were actually in some kind of career oriented field. So when I was looking for something that had long terms, sustainability or stability it was like okay these are my options and yeah to new york's point like i have to leave if if i want something that's going to be i guess economically stable at least you know the way i saw it right i definitely think everything that you guys are saying um or you both are saying makes sense um because even as a tourist visiting like i said before i was on dating apps and I, I felt that coming from the people that were living there because i would be matching with them and i'd be like oh hey like i'm, I'm here i'm like visiting for we're living here for a month. And in my head, a month is a very long time. And, you know, it was right. like, again, pandemic, I was working remote and people off the bat were like, oh, you're just, you're not living here. Unmatch. 
stop talking yeah. to me. Like they'd maybe give me a tip of something to do in the area, but I could definitely feel everything you were saying about, you know, the frustration of another tourist that, oh, like maybe like this girl seems cool or she's pretty and I don't, but I don't live here just, just like everyone else that's passing in and out. Right. So I definitely felt that. For sure. And even it went so far as I met someone when I was eating out at a restaurant, like a waiter, and he had asked for my phone number at the end of my meal. And we he texted me and like, we ended up meeting up like I went to um, like a like a house party or something that his friend was having. And he was like, telling me about his, his like, he was with this long term girl, they broke up, you know, just like some history. And then he was like asking if I could stay on the island and was like, can you stay? I never meet people I connect with, like you you work remote. And it was like one of those things where it's like so hard to find someone because also like the dating pool, especially on Maui, is so small, yeah. kind of like, like he was saying, you kind of like know everyone. And then once you know everyone, it's like, well, who's left, you know, so Right. I don't know if you felt any of that too. And that's probably also like the a, a pro and con of a tourist. Oh, someone new, but now they're gone um, type of thing. Yeah. I mean, it definitely gets incestuous. Um, I can't even lie. I've had like, I had a friendship that was ruined over just, I mean, the incestuousness of the island. And it wasn't somebody I dated. One of my friends had started dating my roommate behind my back and they were just hanging out at the house all the time. I, I lived with uh, three other people. And the fact that a she did it behind my back and then was at my house all the time, like when I didn't invite her there and she was my friend, I'm like, dude, invite him to your house. Like, first of all, you did this behind my back. And then second of all, you know, like my home is my sanctuary. Like, I don't want people here all the time, you know, that don't live here. So I mean, it definitely limits your options. Like sometimes I mean, yeah, I've, I've had friends like, fuck each other's exes or date each other's exes. And it's like, well, how do you respond? You know, and sometimes you're like, eh, like if they talk to you about it beforehand, like, yeah, I guess it's okay. Depends how things ended. You know, did we just go on a date and you're going on a date with them or were we dating for a while and you're, you know, you're going on a date with them. So it definitely, it's almost like dating in a, in a small town. Cause that's just, yeah, the nature of the Island. There's only, only so many single people, only so much space. And especially if you're social, like me or like New York, like you tend to get to know a lot of different people on the Island, you know? So it's almost like the more, social circles you infiltrate, the more likely you are to run into these, you know, incestuous situations. Yeah. I mean, I don't, mm, I mean, I had fairly decent dating experiences while I was there. I mean, you're always going to have like the good and bad everywhere you live, right? I mean, that's just the way that the world works. So, I mean, it was great at times because if you just wanted to hang out with someone briefly and have a fling and, you know, people visit from all over the world, right? So you can meet people from everywhere. So it's kind of cool. You know, you meet people from Canada, you meet people from New Zealand, Australia, you know, Europe, and you can, you know, form these, you know, bonds with these people. And then in turn, you can go and visit them in those places. And it forms this really cool situation where you're like, oh, I met this guy and like, yeah, we had a fling, but we've remained friends. And now I can go and visit him in New Zealand or Australia or Canada. Or, you know, you keep the lines of communication open sometimes with these people. So there could be positive experiences with it too. The negative, of course, is that it's a tiny island. And so most people that you date and it doesn't work out, you, the likeliness of running into them is at an all-time high. Because you all go to the same places all the time. So 
you know, if you have some sort of breakup where you're like, oh my God, I don't want to run into this person, you literally can't leave your fucking house or else you're going to see them. So it, it does get, you know, to a place where you're like, all right, I really need to keep these situations to a minimum because the likeliness of seeing them is way too high. You're like, I don't want to be placed in an uncomfortable situation. So, and then also it's so tiny, like, you might go out one night and you're like, oh my God, like your friend's dating the person you just dated. And you're like, oh my God, because it's, you know, they didn't get so far that they met your friends and you met their friends. So you're like, you run into them out and you're like, oh my God, you're, you're dating one of my friends now. And they're and it's just awkward and uncomfortable. So yeah, tiny island. I can say that. I remember um, after I had gotten out of one particularly bad relationship when we're talking about how small it is and how you don't want to see people. So me and this guy had dated for a while. Um, he was a, a naval officer. He went on deployment. Um, and I gave him a lot of leeway, right? Because I was in the Navy, you know, and I pretty much gave him a hall pass. And the only thing he had to do was not lie to me about what he did. Well, he definitely ended up sleeping with a hooker. And one of his best friends got super drunk. And told me about it um, when, he, when he was out of town. Like, we were at a concert, and he's like, yeah, Denise, I, you know, I got to be honest. Like, this is what happened. And I, and I was like, well, oh, fuck, you know? So guy comes back. I confront him about it. So I'm like, all right, peace, bro. My only rule was, like, don't lie to me about anything you did. So we all, got, we all go out to this, like, social event called Art After Dark at the Honolulu Museum of Art. It was a huge social gathering. It's almost like art museum meets nightclub. So everyone's there. And me and my friends see him. And he's talking to some girl. And <laughs> my friend Annie goes up to him. And she's like, you know, I had told all my friends what happened. They're like, we can't believe he's here. We can't believe he's talking to some girl. She goes up to the girl and she goes you know, he likes to pay for sex. You probably shouldn't go out with him. <laughs> oh my God. It was amazing. And you know, it's funny because he and I, we're, we're, acquaint we're just acquaintances now. I'm still friends with the guy who told me what happened. But when you talk, want to talk about like a small place and, you know, times where you don't want to see people, like definitely Hawaii. I don't, I don't think there was anyone that I dated that I never ran into later with the exception of one person. And it just spoke to the testament of like how different kinds of people we were. Like we had none of the same interests. And, you know, that was only pro to dating somebody totally different than me is like, I never saw him after that, like not once. <laughs> but but yeah, it definitely could get very messy, you know, when you run into people if it didn't end on, on good terms. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine too, again, depending on the island, um, that might be more prominent in some places than others. So again, like when I was on Maui, like I, when I was matching people from Oahu, they were like, why would you be on Maui? That's like, the sleepy island like Oahu is like where the nightclubs are and it's you know more bars and more fun and and disclaimer I've only ever been to Maui I've never been to any of the other islands so I can't personally uh, make a testament to this but like when I was on Maui like it was kind of true from what I saw like there was two areas that had bars and there was like three maybe or four in each area and that was like it can't imagine living on another island how awful it must be really oh my god there's nowhere else to, i mean at least oahu like let's say you know the person's there you can leave and go somewhere else easily right there's there's multiple options the likeliness of running into people is really high right but you can always run away and go somewhere else which is fantastic but when you're on like, maui or Kauai, like it, big island i mean there's maybe three places you can go out to i mean impossible yeah i, I would always tell people it's it's for couples couples and girls like girls weekends like that's what it's for if you're ever trying to meet a person there like no 
absolutely not. Like not being single. Maybe if you're trying to do some introspection, self-care, but not if you're trying to meet someone, dear God. It's tough. I mean, it's yeah, it's like being you're pretty much in Iowa in a tropical Iowa is how I can equate it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, you have to think about it as like yeah. It just like when you look at let, let's just say Iowa, I'll use it as an example, right? Iowa, those people that live there, and I'm not hating on people that live in places forever, right? But most people that live in Iowa or like, you know, a, a lot of places in Minnesota, they tend to stay in these areas, right? Families don't really often leave those areas. They tend to kind of bubble themselves a lot of the time and stay in those areas. So they have all of their family and friends there. You know, it, a lot of those people settle down. They meet people in high school. They, you know, or they went away to college, came home. You know, everyone is always like kind of already oriented in a relationship or a family at that point. Whereas like, it's the same concept on the islands, right? Like big islands, Kauai, um, Lanai, like so little, you know what I mean? Like Maui, these places, you know, these people have grown up there their whole lives. So they're already kind of in a relationship or have had some form of a relationship, have children, you know, so it's, you know, there's already these ties, like very close ties in those areas. So, you know, a lot of times there's not many options because people are already taken, you know, because they've lived there their whole life. They all know each other. Um, it becomes more of like a local thing, you know, and not that the Pacific Northwest is very similar. Like living here, I definitely see Washingtonians, they stick to their own quite a bit. Like they are very close knitted. They have been here their whole life. Like, you know, they all know each other. They kind of grew up since elementary school. Like, you know, they kind of don't look outside of that into outsiders, we'll say. So a lot of times the island is the same. You know, they, they don't really want to date like, you know, a Howley. They want to date someone who grew up there with them that understands their culture and their island. And it's similar to different states like Washington, I feel kind of has a similarity. You know, these people, they like to date people who are, you know, cemented here, who have made a life here and who have been here before. Like I would be considered, you know, um, a transplant here, which it's very hard to mesh in with those people. You know, they've been friends for 30 years and then you're coming into the group. It's weird, you know. It's definitely, definitely, definitely different from like the East Coast where it's a melting pot right? Like I grew up in New York City. People are there from all over the world. So it's really easy to meet people. You have transplants, you have people who want to make friends, who are interested in, in getting to know people who are different from themselves, right? Different cultures, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different everything, right? And when you leave that environment and bring yourself into states where that's not as common, it is very difficult to meet people. So it's not just islands, it's, it's other places too, I think. I've come to recognize that. I was going to say, like, when I think about it too, I, I often compare it to like the Chicago suburbs, right? So I grew up in the suburbs till I was 18, moved away, lived in Virginia, Pennsylvania, came back to Chicago, lived in the city before I went to Hawaii. And I feel like the suburban mindset in Chicago is also very cliquish, right? So people are like, Oh, people in the Midwest are so nice. Like, no, they're, they're stuck up. They're like Southern nice is what I like <laughs> to say. They, you know, are friendly to you, but they're not necessarily going to let you into their circle. Right. I mean, it's, it's crazy when I think about it, like how many people I went to high school with only 45 minutes outside of, you know, the city of Chicago who are married to each other, who have dated each other, who have kids together, you know, so it's a very similar vibe. Like even within my family, you know, I have 
family members who have never left Chicago, like Chicago land, I should say, right? They they just stay there. They want to be around their kind of people. People have the same sense of humor, the same sports teams, like the same foods, you know? Right. It isn't until you go into like the city city that you find really people who want to like integrate, get to know each other, like let me share my culture with you, you know, let's go and do different things. And I think, yeah, it's like Oahu is like the more mm-hmm. melting pot island. And then yeah, on the other islands, people really definitely were a little more clannish where they kind of kept to their right. own. Yeah, the people they grew up with and just you know what was familiar. So that's that's really interesting. Yeah, because I like I said, I definitely picked up the islands were different, but I was gonna ask if you felt like there was differences between the locals and the transplants, which it sounds like there definitely was. So did you ever end up like dating a local or becoming like friends, at least with any in your experience there kind of based on all of this? Yeah, so I I did date one local briefly, he was an EMT. Um, Super, super nice guy. He was from there, his family was from there. It's definitely interesting when you're dating a local because a lot of them just because of the cost of living and culture still live at home. So he was in his late 20s, um, successful guy. But he still lived with his parents, and I think his grandparents as well. So, you know, that definitely made dating challenging, because then me as somebody who lived by myself at the time, I'm like, always feeling like I have to entertain or like, I'm more of the kind of person who I'm not going to introduce someone to my family until we're dating for at least a year, right? If it's not going to be something serious, you're not meeting my family. But when you date a local, you have to meet their family right away, because they live with them, you know, so that definitely adds little pressure. Um, I mean, even the people that I'm friends with there. So like the first job I took um, was working for a small boutique healthcare consulting firm. My boss was amazing, right? He would invite me to go like paddleboarding with his girlfriend and, and their kids. And, you know, so it was really cool and really communal in that kind of way. But when you're dating people, it definitely, I think, adds some pressure that, you know, I wasn't personally ready for. Um, and then at when I'm thinking long term, I'm I'm like, I'm a pretty independent person. Like I am family oriented, but not but not to that extent, right? Where I want somebody in my no in my business all the time. So I'm like, okay, if I date this person long term, like their family is always gonna be there. And like, what if I don't want to stay here? You know, they're so rooted in their family, like, are they ever gonna wanna leave? Like for me, it really I think forces some difficult conversations too early on in the process to where this guy was a really nice guy, but I was like, our values just weren't aligned, you know, just because of like the closeness with with his family, which I think is great. But I need somebody who's like, you know, ready to leave if we can leave or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I dated quite a few local guys. I, I enjoyed dating the local guys, though. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the locals, you know, like my job, I integrated quite a bit because the hospital I worked in, it was an extremely local hospital and it was small. And so most of the people that I worked with, I have to be honest, there was only two people, including myself, that worked in my department that was not from an island. So coming into that environment, you know, I was really the only outsider, you know, and the girl, the other girl that I worked with, she had lived there for like 13 years. So she was already like integrated, you know, and like I was only there maybe two months and they were treating me like family. So I had a really good experience with the culture there I'm still like really really close with my old co-workers um, when I visit the island I, I always see them and they are like my ohana you know they really they embraced me and you know through them I was able to embrace the culture quite a bit 
And um, I came to really fall in love with that island. And so dating the men there that were local, I loved it because they had stories and, you know, they would tell you things that you didn't understand because you didn't grow up in that environment, you know, and they're, they're very, very family oriented. And so that was interesting to me because I'm not very family oriented. And so it was, it was interesting for me to see that. And I will say that the island changed me as a person, you know, because coming from the East Coast, you kind of are very closed off and you're not very open or, or thoughtful or generous just to, to be that way to people. You know, you're very like guarded. Everything that someone does for you, you're like, what do you want in return? You know, and moving to that island and meeting people that were so thoughtful and generous to me, never wanting anything in return and just kind of being good to me. I was like, oh my God, you can be this way. Like people are this way. And so um, a lot of the guys I dated there that were local or the, the people I met at work, you know, they changed me into believing that there's still some real good people out there like that truly, truly care, you know, and, and want to be kind for no reason whatsoever. So the guys that I dated there, I actually really liked dating them because they taught me a lot about, you know, being a good human. So I, I haven't, I never really had any bad experiences with the locals, except one maybe had like a very, very small penis. But other than that, I mean, <laughs> it was a good well, I was not, was not expecting you to say that. I'm like dying. Oh my God. What a turn of events. I mean, that was the one negative from one guy that I dated there. That was local. I was like, I hope this isn't a common theme because we've got a problem. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that would have been very unfortunate if that wasn't that was a theme. That would have been very disappointing. Oh my god. Yeah. I can attest it it's not a theme. I, I think that was a one off, but <laughs> Oh my god, I have tears. Oh my god. Um wow. Well, I'm glad that it was a one off because I mean, side note, that can be sometimes sometimes it's not all bad if they if they use it correctly, but it sounds like not in that case. It was, you know, there wasn't, I don't know that there was anything you could do with it. It was like a light switch. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what can one do with that? Not to mention when you don't have a lot of dating options, you go, how much practice can you write? Like, let's be honest. Oh my God. This poor man. (laughs) I'm crying. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Well, I'm sorry for that. For you going through that. It's traumatizing. <laughs> no, but to, to echo New York's, um, what she was saying, I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the people there are great, right? Like, do I want to date tiny PP? <laughs> but, but the people, I mean, in Hawaii are amazing, you know, definitely different in LA, you know, they, they don't judge people, you know, based on money, they're not materialistic, they will judge you on your sex skills, obviously. But, you know, that's, that's pretty much where it goes, like people really see you for mm-hmm, your soul. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like I, I still have a lot of friends that are my, you know, former colleagues or, you know, local friends that I, you know, that I connect with, that I talk to, that invite me to come visit, you know, and stay with their family, even though we maybe met like two times. Yeah. So, so that's pretty amazing for sure. Like definitely a different feeling. Like it's very spiritual. Yeah. You know, when you are in LA or Chicago, I feel like you're on a job interview when you go on a date, people yeah. are like, you know, what do you do? Who do you work for? Like, who do you know, like to that point, like, what can you do for me? And there they're like, 
you know, let me see your soul. Like, what kind of person are you? Like, what are your interests? You know, what's the last, you know, kind of act you did for somebody else? Right. You know, do you go to beach cleanups on Saturdays? Or are you out like, you know, drinking Dom Perignon at the club? You know, they really, you know, care about who you are as a person. And I think being in LA, you know, I, I, I talked to my therapist about it, but it makes it particularly hard to date here because I'm like, when I lived in Hawaii, like I never felt like I had to keep up with the Joneses. Like I felt comfortable. Like I didn't have to prove myself to people. Like they just saw me for who I was, you know, I, I didn't have to put on a spectacle for anyone. Like I, I always could just be my authentic self and, you know, still people are not going to like you, but they're not going to like you for like real reasons, not, you know, petty bullshit. I don't drive a Range Rover kind of reasons. Yeah. I feel like that's so rare in today's society, regardless, like to your point of like where you live, because I, I do feel that especially in even in like LA compared to Philly, like it is with friendships too. And who you date, like it's like name dropping, like I know this person, like, who do you know? Oh, you work in, in this industry? Can you help me with this? Like, it's less about what you do. And I feel like, you know, like there's been like growing up, like I always tried to like work really hard and like, do things to, to make me feel good as like a person. And that's to attract someone in a partner that would like that. And I've always actually felt like sometimes that hurt me. Like people didn't really care as much about that as what I looked like, who I knew, what I did for a living, how much money I make in LA, what area code you live in, things like that. And what's your credit score? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And even in Philly, it's like not as bad, but still like, I feel like sometimes not all men but many men at least that I am attracted to like it's they're almost um like intimidated you know by someone a female with success so it's and who's like nice and that is likable especially by other men um I know that's hurt me in some past relationships and dating like oh you're friends with other guys like they must want to fuck you and I'm like no this isn't when Harry met Sally like you know what I mean yeah um it's 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 almost like a foreign concept, but also amazing to hear that you were able to find a place where people were kind of grown up with these roots and values of it is the person and their soul. And like, that's yeah. what it should be with, with dating and, and meeting anyone. So that's, that's pretty amazing that you were able to find that and have that experience for, you know, the time that you lived there. Yeah. And I would say it was pretty similar, whether it was like your coworkers, a dating relationship or friendships, like, yeah, like it just wasn't, at least for me, my experience was never super. No, never. Yeah. Um, people, even the transplant for the most part, because I think a lot of people move there because either they're running away from something or they're trying to find something else. You know, they're doing some soul searching. There's yeah. a lot of introspection that's occurring, you know, from the people who move there too. So I think all around, like, it's not just the locals, right? Not just the the people who grew up there, but the people who move there. And unless you don't embrace the island, but if you embrace the island the way it embraces you, you know, it's going to be a transformative experience for yeah, you too. Agree. At least while you're there. <laughs> was there anything else as with dating that really stood out to you while you were there? Like as far as some of the relationships you had, like, I mean, it's striking me as, I mean, you can definitely have your hookups as you, as you mentioned, like your more casual things with people in and out, but it's striking me overall, just based on some of the values people had and the nature of the island as more of a relationship focused, you know, type of environment. Is that something you guys felt there as well? Was there any, you know, anything else that kind of stood out to you while you were there? I don't know if I would say it's necessarily relationship focused. Maybe the people who are from Hawaii, I think are more relationship focused. But I mean, there are definitely people there who are like, I'm going to live here for a year. I'm just looking for something casual. 
Um, I mean, there are people who I went on a few dates with that I'm like, just still friends with, right? But I don't, I would say there wasn't a lot of ghosting. There was a lot of people who did lie about certain things. So about themselves, I remember going on a date with one guy. Um, it's very memorable to me. Um, he said he was a teacher. He had gone to NYU. This is like what he puts in his Tinder profile. Um, so he, I always let the guy pick the, the place, right? Because I'm not conscious. I mean, I am conscious of other people's financial situation. So if you want to take me out to Buffalo Wild Wings, that's cool. If you want to take me out to like a really nice restaurant, also cool. If we want to go on a hike, fine. Like, I don't really care what the activity is, but he picked this really nice and expensive restaurant, right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I meet him. We have like a couple drinks and I'm just like, mm, not sure if I'm really feeling this guy. So he asked me to hang out um, afterwards. And I'm like, actually, I have some work that I need to get done, which I did. I was in grad school at the time. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go. He ends up like texting me like an hour later. He's like, I know you're out with your friends, aren't you? You're out like seeing other people. And I was like, no, I literally took an Uber to my house, like whatever, whatever. So he's like, okay, like, I'm so sorry. So a couple, like a week later, I'm on a hike with some friends and he messages me and he's like, and, and mind you, I haven't texted him back and I didn't ghost him, but like, I haven't, we haven't been communicating. And he's like, oh, do you want to hang out this weekend? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, no, I'm like, honestly, I just think we have different values. You know, I don't think we really want the same things. And I don't think our personalities mesh that well together, especially after he accused me of something, right? Like, totally off base on a first date. Like, I'm not in a relationship with you, even if I was leaving to go out with my friends, like it's none of your business. And this guy is like, he didn't appreciate the fact that I was honest with him about not wanting to see him again. And he sent me a Venmo request for this date. Mind you, I like never seen a receipt. Like, I was very conscious of the fact that like once we had been in conversation for a couple hours and I was like not feeling it, I was like, okay, like I declined going to dinner with him like for a reason, right? And he sends me a Venmo request while I'm on this hike. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. So I declined his Venmo request and he just proceeds to like berate me in these text messages and berate me and berate me. And I'm like, if you think like insulting me is going to get me to give you money, like it's not like buy block, you know? Um and, and he was fairly new to the island. So clearly he didn't understand how things worked. But I was just like, damn, like it was, it was a huge turn off. I mean, being on Hawaii or any, any city, I feel like that's not acceptable behavior. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> you go on the date to see if you're compatible with someone. You don't then be like, oh, we're not compatible. Please pay me back for the money I spent on the date. Like that's just like the exchange yeah. of, of goods and services. Like, <laughs> right. I actually have a friend like a guy friend who went on a date there and he, I guess they went out and the girl was on her phone, like a lot of the time, just being super rude. And he said, he got up and he was like, Oh, I'm going to go to the restroom. And then just fucking left, like had the whole dinner, ate with her and everything. And then like her behavior pissed him off so much that he literally just like said he was going to the bathroom and fucking left, just left her. And I was like, <laughs> what but I mean you know people are crazy what are you gonna do yeah I mean it's definitely not immune from from the psychopaths and yeah like I said people move here a lot of times I would say that's one way I think that it's similar to Los Angeles like people are who move there a lot of times are trying to escape something right or they're searching for something and so you have a lot of fucked up people there that really need therapy but instead you know they go on hinge and bubble and like, no, I'm not your therapist. Um, thanks for the drink. Have yeah. I can't say that I ever had like any super crazy, like 
oh, this guy did something awful to me. Like, I feel like I dated two people there for an extended amount of time. And the, 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 one, re- the one relationship was fine. And it, was, it ended because he was military and had to move on, which was whatever. And then the other relationship I had with someone um, didn't work out because he turned out to be a psychopath. But like, you know, most of the other people that I dated, they were so brief, I feel like. It didn't have time for anything to happen, you know? And a lot of times the great thing about living there was like, let's say you did date someone and you went through like a difficult breakup or, you know, it didn't work out and you were kind of like sad about it. It was so easy to go on and just meet someone new like that night. And if you wanted to, you could, you know, meet someone and fuck them that night and then never speak to them again and never see them again. Right. Because it's like so touristy. So there was always these options of like availability to do these things. So, you know, how many times like I got out of a a breakup and was like super sad. And I was like, I'll meet a Canadian and have sex tonight and I'll feel better tomorrow. And I would, you know, like it, you go out, you have a great date with someone. I mean, you're going to get some weird guys, right? Like one night I went out, met this guy, Canadian dude. And like, we, you know, hooked up and like the first thing out of his mouth was like, hey, can you pee on me? And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, we're already entering this phase and this is the first night. Like, what? Like, we're right now? And I was like, I mean, all right. I mean, you don't have to twist my arm, but like, you know, fine. But this is the type of shit that you would get, right? Because people are on vacation and they're looking to get fucking weird, you know? And so you just like, they're like, all right, let's get weird. You know, let's let it happen. (laughs) Yeah. So you pissed on him? Oh, yeah. But I made him get in my tub first because I was not going to do it on my bed because I didn't want to ruin anything I was like we could do this but it's got to be in my tub and I peed all over him like fucking loved it too (laughs) oh my god I wow I mean that that makes sense like yeah because it's think about when you go on vacation right like yeah people are looking to get fucking weird yeah, I mean, I, I learned what an Eiffel Tower was while I lived in Hawaii from two guys who were on yeah. vacation. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like a, a hedonism without the, the extra. Like what you wouldn't do typically <laughs> at home. Like, okay, so like if you're actually looking to date someone, you're not going to like go on a first date, like like where you're living. Like let's say you're living in Chicago, LA, New York. Like I'm in Washington. Like I'm not going to go on a date with someone in that night be like, you know what? Time me up and fucking beat me to death, like choke me. I'm not gonna say that the first night. You're gonna let that come in time, right? But when people are on vacation, they don't give a shit. They're never gonna see you again. They are like down to do anything and they are gonna be forward about asking for it. They don't give a shit. They're like, let's see if we can get this done. Like I've been loving when people pee on me and instead of waiting to meet someone and spend time with them and then ask them for that, I'm just gonna do it right away while, while I'm on vacation. And so they would. And so, yeah, you just, (laughs) you're like, oh, okay, this is what it's like. I I get it now. (laughs) Yeah. And you you have so many options. And I mean, the good thing is you're never going to see that either. So like, no one knows unless you No one knows. Like, I've never (laughs) seen that guy again. It's like, oh, the things I have done. And those people you're not like exchanging social media with. (laughs) So you can like, you know, write to them later on and be like, hey, how you doing? How I piss all over your face. Like, how are you? Like, you're not going to ever talk to them again. You're not exchanging social media with someone you pissed all over. Like, come on. That, wait, that's so true. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, it's almost like Vegas, but Hawaii. <laughs> right. That's why Vegas is the ninth island. <laughs> same, same, but different. <laughs> so, so when you, so when you say that though, is it like a lot of people from Hawaii go to Ve- go to Vegas? Is that why it's the ninth island, or? Yeah, they have. So I have this whole theory, which mob, please don't kill me, that the whole reason gambling is illegal in Hawaii is because they have this deal with Las Vegas, so that all of the Hawaiians will go to Vegas and gamble all their money there. Um, but I digress. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I mean, it's a huge tourism spot. They, I mean, there are hotels that cater simply to like Hawaiian tourism. They have all kinds of deals. It is called the Ninth Island. I mean, there's tons of flights that go between Vegas and Hawaii. And a lot of people do move there too, like even after the fact, just because no state income tax, like it's still reasonably nice weather. Cost of living is substantially less. So, I mean, yeah, there's a ton of Hawaiians in, uh, yeah. in Las Vegas. I'm sorry. I'm still just focused on, on the peace story. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. And he also had a huge dick. Huge. Yeah. Two Canadians that I actually met with on the island both of them had huge dicks. So I don't know if Canadians are just well packed. I don't know. I feel like I'm so disappointed because lately, you know, with COVID, I'm so close to Canada. Like I could literally drive to Canada, but with COVID, everything's been so difficult. And it's like a tease, you know, like it's teasing me. It's like, I know you want to come out to Vancouver and see if what you experience in Hawaii is true. But like COVID's really fucking me up. I can't even go visit Canada and see like, hey, are all of their dicks big, or was I just lucky with the two I met on the island? You know, maybe you should make podcast asking the Canadians to call in and let us know if they're all well packed. <laughs> and also, if they are, right. to leave their phone numbers for me. <laughs> I'll post it on my Instagram story. Girls trip, hey! Why don't you just adjust your radius or location in Canada and have them visit you? That's true. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, I should do that. I actually once with my friend um, who's because I'm dual citizen with Canada. My friend is also dual citizen. And we thought of uh, this great idea for a dating app. I wants to sponsor us called Maple Swipe. And it's like geared for Canadians. So maybe we yeah. can get Maple Swipe up and running. And then you can find more. That's Canadians. not a bad idea. And I will say on a positive note as well. I love Canadians because they're so nice. Like, so me- most of the men that I've met, because I also lived in Palm Springs at a time, right? And so a lot of Canadians visit Palm Springs, you know, in the, in the on season. Um, and so they are just the loveliest people. I mean, so can you imagine you're meeting this guy who's super nice, you know, well-mannered, just, just fun, kind of freaky, but also this really nice dick. So it's like, oh my God, is this, I need to move to Canada. Like, obviously, I was born in the wrong fucking country. My people are great up there. I can confirm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just have to go to Palm Springs for the winter. (laughs) There we go. I matched with a Canadian on Bumble the other day. So, uh, you did? If that works out, I can maybe check it out for you, do some research. Can you? Yeah. You (laughs) also, yeah, provide the feedback. Ask him about his friends as well, because they all know. Let's okay so a couple a couple more questions for you both so i know you lived in hawaii for three years and then what what caused you to leave ultimately was it work or other reasons i went through a really bad breakup well i guess a breakup that hit me pretty hard and i was just kind of like done i don't know and and a lot of like my friends i knew were leaving and 
I I don't know. I think because of the incestuous, I had been there for three years. Like I only, there's only so many people to date. I didn't want to date somebody who was in the military anymore. Cause like I used to be in the military and I had two bad experiences, you know, dating people in the military. And um, so I, I actually wanted to move to Los Angeles right away afterwards. Um, Cause I was like, Oh, it'll be what I like about Hawaii, like warm weather beaches, um, friendly people. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I thought. And what I love about Chicago, you know, city restaurants, things to do there's going to be a much bigger and better dating pool. And it's the farthest from yeah. the truth. <laughs> it is neither like Chicago nor like Hawaii here. I mean, I like it, but I don't know if I'll stay here either um, for different reasons. But yeah, I mean, I miss Hawaii every day. Like the job I have now, I can work remotely anywhere. And the other day I was like, ooh, maybe I'll move back to Hawaii. Like one of my friends was renting a one bedroom apartment for 1850, like two blocks from the beach. Like, you can't find that even in Los Angeles. And it's much colder here than I expected, um, both people-wise and weather-wise. So, I mean, I, I miss it all the time. There's just, I would say also not as many career opportunities. So as somebody who's like pretty career-oriented, um, especially being single, like you have certain things you need to pay for and, you know, not having a lot of career options makes it kind of tough in Hawaii. I mean, I love my last boss there, but she was probably going to stay there till she retired. And I think she was only like in her early 50s. So you know, there was not really any upward mobility for me there. And it's different now, you know, still being in the, you know, I guess towards more the end of the pandemic. But since more people are working remotely online, I'm like, well, maybe I could move there. This morning or last night, I went on Hinge. I'm like, I'm curious. I want to see what kind of guys are in Hawaii. And, you know, just swiping on Hinge, I'm like, it looks like there's a lot more, you know, career focused people, you know, that made the move out there because of COVID. So I'm like, would I go back and see, you know, maybe, I don't know. I mean, there's so many things I love and miss about it. You know, the people, the hiking, the spirituality. I mean, I had like a multitude of reasons as to why I left. I mean, my job at the time, it was, um, I was working for a hospital and an outpatient office. And at the time they were closing the outpatient office and there was a lot of local stenographers. Since I was the only person who was not born and raised there, I didn't want to take a job from one of the locals, you know, because I felt like, you know, it, in the long run, like, was I going to stay there my whole life? At that time, probably not. You know, there was so much more I wanted to see and do. Um, and it's really difficult to travel from Hawaii to places other than Asia. So it was great because I traveled to Asia quite a bit while I lived there. But, you know, to get to Europe and, you know, to get to places on the mainland. I mean, I'm from the East Coast. So going home, it was a 10-hour flight. It was very difficult, you know. So at the time, I think them closing the outpatient office and me feeling like I didn't want to take a local's job, it just kind of worked out at that moment where I was like, okay, it's, it's time for me to go. And I always felt like, you know, it's funny to say, but I was like, if the island wants me back, I'll end up back there, right? That's the way I looked at it. Like, and like Chicago said, you know, that island gets in your soul. So I miss it every day. I mean, there's no place in the world that is going to make me feel the way I felt when I lived there. You know, I have a very special place in my heart for that island because it did change me it made me a better person it opened me up to so many different things and people and you know just kind of just really taking time to slow down and enjoy life a little bit whereas I wasn't really doing that on the east coast it was a very rush rush type of environment you know you were always you know rushing you weren't really stopping I know it sounds stupid but to stop and smell the roses I mean it's a true thing and if you do those things, you actually enjoy life a little bit more. You know, everyone's got their hardships. We all go through all the bullshit. 
but Hawaii leaves you with this sense of like, in, you know, just kind of like, Hey, I'm living and I'm going to live as much as I possibly can until I'm no longer living. And I think that that's why you will always miss that place and, and why it's so difficult for Chicago and I to find another place like home because, you know, you're always kind of trying to get that same feeling back and it's just it's almost impossible. Almost impossible. Yeah, I mean, even even when you were living in LA too, I mean, and I thought, oh, yay, I have like one of my closest best yeah. friends here, you know, and, and it was amazing when you were here, but but it's still, yeah, it's not, not exactly this yeah like you have each other but it's missing like all of those other holistic components correct yeah Mm -hmm. you know just made it yeah yeah and like I had the same thought that Chicago had I was like oh California it'll be warm there's beaches like sun all the time like that I also thought oh people will be super nice like it'll be you know easy to make friends and I lived in California for a few years and I never found a connection to that state not not even a little bit that state and I have zero connection. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Northern California. I think it's beautiful. There's lots of hiking and some really pretty areas up there. But me in Southern California, just I couldn't find that connection. And so I think I had an idea of what I thought it was going to be like. And maybe my expectations were too high when I left the island because the, California definitely did not meet those expectations at all. So, and it was, it's sad because I have friends there, you know, and, and I love, having friends around. So it's definitely difficult, you know, leaving and not living there anymore. But you know, I love the state of Washington It's beautiful here. But is this going to be my forever home? Who knows? You know, I toy with the idea of going back to Hawaii too, quite a bit. So, you know, that will always be a thing, I think, for Chicago and I will always have that, that, you know, possible want to go back and see if we can recreate what we had then, or if that was just then. You know? Yeah, I always joke with people that Hawaii ruined me. Like, I'm never gonna find anything yeah. better. So, I either need to learn to be content with with what I have and make the best of what I have, yeah. or I need to go back. Yeah, I mean, those are really the options. I'd love to meet someone here and then go back. That would be great. Yeah, that would be the ideal situation. Like, meet someone who, you know, and also you want to meet people who have that same aloha spirit, which is also a really difficult expectation to have. You know, so you have this idea that you're gonna meet men outside of the island like men on the island and that just does not happen so like Chicago said sometimes you have to like just kind of like yeah feel like your idea of you know what you're gonna find here is unrealistic and just kind of like accept it and you know become more content with the lifestyle versus you know keep thinking you're gonna find those things but it's probably not gonna happen that's really interesting because it sounds like it's it's affected how you date now oh yeah and how what you look for in a partner oh yeah and friends too Mm -hmm. yeah friendships I would say friendships especially because you I don't know you I think you expect people to show up for you in a certain type of way and if they don't it's just like okay well bye I mean especially me I feel like I'm a pretty empathetic person and I wear my heart on my sleeve like no matter what it is so yeah when it comes to that was something I really appreciated about the people in Hawaii the Hawaiian culture and when people don't show up for me, like anywhere else, I'm just like, okay, see you later. It's, you know, I, I have my standards now. And I'm like, I know those people exist. So, you know, if you're not going to be those people, then like, I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it goes down to even stupid little stuff. Like if I am going to someone's house, like if someone's inviting me over, like, even if they're not doing anything, like, let's just say I'm meeting someone at their house for the first time. Like I don't ever come empty handed. 
Like I'll always try and bring something with me, whether it be a bottle of wine or cookies or, you know, baked goods, whatever. Like, and I expect that same in return, you know, like if uh, someone's coming to my place, like let's say I'm making dinner or, you know, I'm having a person over or going on a date, someone's coming to my house, you know what I mean? Like it, it, let's just say it doesn't have to be the first date. I'm talking about like a fourth date, you know, and someone's coming to my house and I want to make them dinner or, you know, we're going to watch a movie or something. Why would you come to my house empty handed? Like, shouldn't, shouldn't you think about bringing something? I don't even care what it is. It could be like, you know, we've had a conversation and I love Reese's peanut butter cups. Like you should be bringing me a fucking bag of Reese's peanut butter cups. Like, come on, what are we doing here? Like a bottle of wine, like any, it could be a cheap ass bottle of wine. I don't care if it's $2, bring something with you. Like, why would you show up empty handed? And a lot of people do not think like that. And I've gotten so used to that culture where, you know, you do things like that, kind gestures. And, you know, it's very hard to find people who, who have that kind of generosity. And so immediately I'm like, nope, cancel. Can't hang out with you anymore. Nope. Don't want to date you anymore. I came to my house empty handed. Nope. Mm-mm, can't. Nope. Like I'm so fucked up now. Hence why I'm single, but still. <laughs> No, but people there are just thoughtful in general. And and this brings me to a story. Um, I mean, they're just thoughtful in general, right? So when I first moved to Hawaii, I, I went on a date with this guy. And I had put in my bio, like, I want to go like chasing waterfalls. I want to go cliff diving. He definitely took my my bio to heart and he took me cliff diving. <laughs> and I jumped off this 40 foot cliff into a waterfall and I broke my back. So <laughs> this guy... <laughs> on the date, takes me to the hospital, sits in the emergency room with me for like eight hours until I get transferred to a trauma center. And even though I barely knew him, like, picked me up from the hospital, went and got me groceries, like, did all of these thoughtful deeds for me. You know, my boss, because I had just started or I was interviewing for a job, I showed up to my interview in a back brace, like, super thoughtful about rescheduling my interview, just, Mm -hmm. you know, really, really thoughtful people. It's like, oh, you're let me do this for you. Like while I was in the back race, I had met this other guy. He would pick me up after work every day, take me to the beach. And like, granted, I couldn't go in the water because I'm in a back race, but he would like set up a nice little blanket for us. Like, yeah, just get some like popsicles and play the guitar for me, you know, on the beach, just like really thoughtful people. And like here in LA, I remember the other week, I'm supposed to meet up with this guy for a date and I had blown him off once, but because I had something for work. And so the next time I'm like, yeah, I haven't been really feeling really good. And like, it wasn't like anything thoughtful. It was just like, the response was very much like not caring about how I was feeling. Like, clearly I'm sick. And he was just so rude about it. You know, like not, oh, can I bring you anything? Like is, you know, I can bring you food from somewhere else if you want to hang out. Like not even an offer. Like, well, let's go out. Like, bitch, I just told you I have like a terrible migraine. Like, no, I don't, I don't want to go out. Meanwhile, people in Hawaii are, you know, serenading me on the ocean (laughs) in my back brace, like picking me up, like going to get groceries for me and stuff. It was just a totally different culture. Um, I mean, one guy even that I dated there, um, I went through a really bad breakup here and I was like, yeah, I I left this really bad toxic relationship. You know, I need to, I'm spending all this money on moving. Like he literally unprovoked Venmoed me a thousand dollars. And he's like, here, let me pay for your movers. Like, kid you not. Like, 
the greatest people like I've ever met. Like in hindsight, I'm just like, damn, Denise, maybe you should have just stayed there and dated, you know, one of these people. But I mean, like just that kind of stuff that, you know, you won't get from people out here, no matter how much money they make or time they have or resources they have. Like people there were just like thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Venmoing a thousand dollars thing, that's, that's a lot to me. Um, I yeah, would say that I probably would have been like, whoa, um, personally, but like some of the other things that you mentioned, like I broke my back on the date and you know, they're taking care of you. Like, I feel like that should be, that should be an expectation. But I think to your point, like a lot of times, like the bare minimum is the expectation. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. They, they responded to my text in a couple hours. Like that's a win like in Los Angeles. I'm like, oh, I wasn't ghosted. Yeah. It's fucking sick how we have to tolerate behavior. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're coming to me instead of me going yeah. to them. Like, yeah. What is yeah. this? Like, no, exactly. I agree with you. But I also think like some of the stuff you were describing on uh, New York, like showing up with a bottle of wine and stuff, you know, at the, at, you're hosting something like, yeah, that's just like also etiquette, depending on how yeah. you were raised anywhere. Cause like, I know, like I was, you know, from Connecticut, like, that's how I was raised. And I think that's probably why the three of us get along because yeah. that's what we all do when we hang out and stuff like that. So it's it's like it's just so interesting that like it's like, oh, look at these people. They're nice. And you go to other places and it's like you don't get that. And it's kind of sad about like society these days. Like the people just yeah. don't want to put in effort effort because they know, okay, I if maybe she is expecting this level. I'm hitting my hand up high, but I can go to someone else who might expect this lower level. So, yeah. and they just bounce around. Like, that's like my theory on it, but it's just crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. And I would say like that mentality is not isolated to right. LA. Like I've been on TikTok a lot and I'm sure cause I'm on the dating app and I'm t- texting people about certain things, you know, the algorithm picks it up, but you know, I hear like a lot of other women saying like, women just need to raise the bar so that yeah. you know, men will, will have to meet it. And it's kind of like, well, people going on strike, right? Like, everyone needs to go on strike. Don't, don't break the line, like hold the line so that people will meet these demands so that, you know, we can get better, um, you know, dating outcomes yeah. and dating experiences instead of, you know, the, the that's out there. It's true. Yeah. I mean, Hawaii definitely like opens my eyes to like, I know, I know what kind of people are out there. Like I know what I deserve and yeah. no, people don't need to Venmo me a thousand dollars to support my food. But like, I was blown away like by that gesture. I'm like, just, and this person, like, I know like they have a good heart. Like we've been friends now, I think for like four years, but like just seeing like the generosity in people's like spirit and yeah, whether it's a bottle of wine or, you know, somebody picking up groceries or just even asking like, hey, is there anything I can do for you? Just checking in, you know, as a friend, like it's super hard to find anywhere else that I've lived. And yeah, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Illinois, California, Hawaii. I mean, like Hawaii, really, it's like that aloha spirit. Okay, that is all the time that we have this week. So thank you, New York and Chicago, Denise and Denise, for joining Mm -hmm. me and talking all about Hawaii about dating on the um, Oahu, the differences between the islands, the tourism culture, the aloha spirit, and just your experience there and why you left if you'd go back, but just everything. So thank you both again for joining me. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Awesome. All right. And see everyone else next week. I 
I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Ali Bernstein, Maggie DeBerardine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at SwipeWest. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.